0: Are you at battle with cravings and eating even without feeling hungry? Always satisfying your sweet tooth, unnecessary snacking, and mindless overeating at meals could be what is holding you back from achieving your goals. Cravings are strong and often are not a sign of actual hunger. Cravings move in fast, make you feel out of control, and don't disappear until they're satisfied. Not any longer. We have the answer. With Her Crave, you will feel satisfied longer between meals, reduce consistent cravings, eliminate snacking, and feel more in power of your food choices as you take back the control. For more information, please follow us over on our social media at Mixers, M-I-X-H-E-R-S, or on our website at Mixers.com.
1: I'm Jess, a women's health enthusiast, raising my family around the world, and like you, I'm a girl who's seeking solutions. And I'm Cody, a holistic health practitioner, functional nutritionist,
0: and a period problem solver. Did you know that periods don't have to feel like a monthly curse? That's right. We want every girl to actually look forward to her time of the month.
1: It's time we start seeing our periods as our girl superpower. Yep. We are here to change the conversations about periods. Let's talk.
0: Welcome back, everyone. We're so excited to have you on today's episode. Today, as you know, is um, is part of a month-long um, awareness of childhood cancer, and our, we have a special guest who is a childhood cancer survivor. She is an inspiration. We're going to hear a little bit about her story and how she is helping people prove that they can live a vibrant life through cancer and beyond, right? And so I wanted to introduce you guys to Chelsea. Chelsea is a friend that we've met on Instagram. <laughs> and I've just kind of been looking at her feed for a long time and just really loving the positivity that she has to share. I feel like she has a lot of wisdom. And um, and so I'm just really excited to get into a conversation with you. I want to hear a little bit about your story Um, Tell us, you're a childhood cancer survivor. Mm -hmm. Tell us when
2: you were diagnosed with cancer and what was going on in your world. Sure. So I was diagnosed three months before my 16th birthday. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. It had all started with shin splints. We thought Mm. I had really bad shin splints. I was in the marching band. Okay. Played flute and piccolo and thought I had shin splints, and they just never went away. Mm. They got worse and worse. And, you know, being a 15-year-old, my mom was always like, you're being so dramatic. Like, you know, Mm. as I was, let's be real. (laughs) Um, But they just got worse and worse. Mm. And I remember, this is slightly funny now, but terrible in the moment. Sure. But I remember being so frustrated that my mom wasn't taking me seriously mm-hmm. one day that I was standing at the edge of our hall and she was in the living room. And I was like, mom, how do you know that I don't have like bone cancer or something? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And she was like, you don't have bone cancer. Stop being so dramatic. But it got worse <laughs> and worse. And um, we were Christmas shopping and my leg gave out in the middle of Walmart. Mm. And so she finally looked at it and said, all right, let's just get it looked at. And one thing led to another, led to another doctor, led Mm -hmm. to tests, led to MRIs. And all of a sudden um, there was a tumor of six inches in my left leg. And um, we went in on a Tuesday to meet with some specialists, got a biopsy done that Friday, got the results back the next Tuesday. And I started chemo the Friday after. How does a
0: 15 year old even be able to handle that Diagnosis first of all, right. and then understanding what that means.
2: You know, it was very funny. I was so relieved. You were. Because I was it gave so you an relieved answer. because I finally had an answer. Yeah. And okay. finally, I could be like, I wasn't making it up. Like it yeah. really was. And you something. had been in a lot of pain, and yes. finally, people were like, "Wow, you are mm-hmm. in yes, pain." Yes. Yes. And so mm-hmm. I, I, I was very relieved, and I was like, "Yep, let's just take care of this." And I don't think it was until my hair started falling out mm-hmm. about two weeks later that mm-hmm. it finally was like, mm-hmm. "Oh crap!" Like. Mm-hmm. This is actually really serious, and Mm -hmm. I was feeling so sick. Mm So, once that kind of came around, that's when it started to get a little bit harder. Um, Kids are really resilient, Mm -hmm. and so what's really interesting is I went through like a lot of trauma that Mm -hmm. year, Um, but I didn't. I didn't really allow myself to process it until years and years later, where I look back and I'm like, oh. Wow. Exactly. That was a lot. That for was a, a lot. Old, you're yes. really just in
0: survival mode, which exactly. is so understandable. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many things that we deal with as 15-, 16-year-olds anyways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To be dealing with something so serious as this, I mean, really, it's just survival day by day. It is, yep. So, yeah. So, tell us about um, how long did
2: you go through chemo? Sure. I did chemo for about a year. Okay. Um, it was 10 doses before, mm-hmm. and then I had surgery to remove the tumor and reconstruct my left leg. Wow. Wow. And then I had um, about 12 doses after to, mm-hmm. like, mop it up. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and the funny thing about chemo is that while it took care of my uh, cancer, it gives me a very high chance of relapsing with other cancers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm still, like, I'm never completely out of the woods mm-hmm. even 14 years later. So you're constantly getting
0: checked and scans and things yep. like that. Mm-hmm. And so far, so good. So this is 14 years. Yes. She's a survivor of 14 years. Yep which is amazing. Yeah. So, did you get, go right back to being in the marching band or did things change for
2: you? <laughs> things changed out? so much. And that's the that's the thing I talk about a lot these days is that everyone talks about what it's like to like go through chemo and like be a cancer patient, but no one talks about what life is after After. what life is. There's no guidebook Mm -hmm. for a cancer survivor and all of the things that happen after, especially a pediatric cancer survivor. Mm -hmm. Um, And so not only was I dealing with this leg that had literally been reconstructed multiple times, um, going back to school after going through that trauma, like kids, didn't understand that mm-hmm. I had just gone through this really traumatic thing, mm-hmm. they thought it was like I had stubbed my toe and I should be all better. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know you're done mean? with cancer, we took right? We are care right. of it. you're fine. fine. Yeah. And so I actually was bullied a lot my senior wow. year of high school. What? They That's thought I was being – I was making up my limp. They thought I was doing it for attention. They were tired of the C card being thrown, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was very hard to get back to normal life because mm-hmm. I was bullied a lot. My that heart is, so like,
1: throbbing hard. right now.
0: <laughs> you know, and – it's just because I think this is why we want to have conversations Mm -hmm. like this because I feel like um, we have these awareness months, and then it doesn't always tell us, though, like, okay, we're aware, but what can we do to help support someone who has been diagnosed, is going through treatment, but then also, like you said, Chelsea, what it's, you know, how can we support now 14 years later?
1: Right. Well, and I think people are – Often not sure what to say to show that they really are caring. So it's like then they end up not saying anything or kind of like pulling could away. Did you have that happen to you too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So sure. what are some things that like, you know,
2: we could be… Directed on how to help the conversation and yeah, those are really good questions and questions that are so important to ask during mm-hmm. this this time of year, but all the time. Um, personally, for me, like having my experiences validated, like a lot of people are like, Oh, that happened to you when you were a child. But no, I'm still dealing with the trauma Absolutely. of it. And so um, something that I constantly deal with is I actually have handicap parking because of my mm-hmm. leg being reconstructed. Mm-hmm. And the amount of times I get accosted in parking wow. lots, mm-hmm. being told that I'm have either stolen it from my grandma or I'm not handicapped or being asked if I really am handicapped all of the time. Oh, and I'm, my leg has literally been reconstructed to wow. the point where if I fall right. and something happens, I could lose it completely because right. it's, right. you know, the way it's been reconstructed. Absolutely. So, like, I think just, like, being aware of those kinds of things, that like you don't know what someone's been through. You do know the whole story. Right. Don't be quick to judge. Right. That's and then good. in terms of, like, supporting a cancer survivor, things that are, like, listening to their stories, and then also just being so vocal about research, especially pediatric cancer. They only get 4% of all researched funds Mm. for, you know, their treatments. And my life was Mm -hmm. literally saved by a treatment that hadn't even been approved by the FDA. Mm -hmm. I had a chemo that went terribly wrong. They had to overnight this medicine that Mm -hmm. had not even been approved. It was still in trial and it literally saved my life. Mm. So like, talking about it and like this really does happen this mm-hmm. really does affect people and just right. i'm so passionate about being like we have to we have to do more you know right
0: right and that's what the whole awareness part of this is is that it does allow things to maybe be used and approved faster mm-hmm. the more there is awareness you know it's like what you focus on grows so hopefully focusing mm-hmm. on right. we need to help and and provide you know as much support for the treatments and and everything else that goes along with it mm-hmm. so that is such great Information Thank and you. I didn't know that that was such a small percentage it's of what so oh, I had never yep. heard that yeah, before. I didn't know that either. So that's important for us to, if we are going to donate, we are going to do things like that. That would be a good area that we should definitely put our funds towards. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to continue our conversation and just carry it into. um, Here you are, 14 years later, yep. and you're talking about how you're still processing through the trauma. I think that's something that's important that we under- need to understand that. Trauma doesn't—you don't just all of a sudden recognize it and accept it, and then it goes away. It's a, it's a long-term process. And it might even be a lifelong process. Mm-hmm. There's going to be things that cancer chemo treatment, or chemotherapy, and other treatments that you received are probably having long-term effects that will affect you for the rest of your life. For sure. Are you dealing with that a lot now?
2: Yep. Yeah. Um, more specifically, my husband and I have been trying to uh, grow our family for the last. Two and a half years, and mm-hmm. have been facing a pretty long uphill battle with infertility and miscarriage, right. and that has all been connected to the chemo's I received. Right. Mm-hmm. Something I
1: hard. I love on your social media is that it's like you're choosing to um, find the positivity in your journey. Yeah. And so, what are some things like I I know when you shared on your social media, but <laughs> what are things that you can help? Women know, like, how if they're facing infertility or even cancer treatments mm-hmm. or the combination, like, you right? What are how right. are you choosing to battle this with like um, a toughness? I don't know. I, I'm impressed <laughs> no, it's by a really it. Really good question. Yeah. Um,
2: it's really funny. People are always like, You're so strong, and I'm always like, Well, you know, you're not. When you're in the middle of it, you have no other choice, you just right? Are surviving, yes. But something that literally has become my mantra is something my mom would say all the time when I was sick, and she never left my side during my oh, treatment. She was there every yes. treatment, every hospital stay. But when things got really tough, she'd say, "Okay, Bell, which is my nickname, uh, you have five minutes to be a victim, and then you have to live the rest of the day as a survivor." Mm. And it's just been my mantra that it's so important to like accept. Sometimes it's like a day or a week. Let's be real. Sure. But like, I had to really yeah. like. Feel the feelings. It's so mm-hmm. important to feel them and acknowledge them. And um, feelings are information. And there's no right or wrong feelings. Right. You just have to feel them. And then once I feel them, I can say, okay, I felt that. That's how I feel. But it doesn't have to define my day. I can mm-hmm. be a survivor. I'm mm-hmm. strong. I can get over this. And that's right. that's been it's, my mantra. <laughs> that's what
0: defines you right. rather mm-hmm. than the struggle. It's how you handle the struggle.
1: Right. Yeah. But I do like that you have learned to allow yourself to, like, fill the heart. Right. And, like, be in that moment. Like, no, this is hard for me right now. Like, I know that I'm going to get past this. Right. Because I believe in myself and I know that there is something good, you know, to be grateful for or something right. like that. But, like, allowing that emotion in the moment. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think, I mean, I'm sorry that you're going through infertility. I know that's something that is such a, a common struggle. So many of us women, especially in this audience, we hear about this a lot. Mm-hmm um but did your experience going through cancer give you a little more dose of strength than maybe you would have had without it because i feel like <laughs> you i can just tell just even just in the time that i've spent with you that you do have a lot of inner strength and you. and does it knowing that you survived mm-hmm. and are still surviving mm-hmm. does that give you a little bit more confidence and like hope that you will also survive and get through this process as well, the yeah, struggle.
2: I would definitely think so. I I feel like I've proven to myself that I'm resilient. Right. Like cancer, as awful as infertility is, I f- they're kind of on the same level, but like Mm -hmm. cancer was like the most awful thing. Like I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy, but I got through it Mm -hmm. and I continue to survive through it every day. And that's a choice I have to make, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's taught me that if I can survive all the things that continues to throw on me, I can survive this too. And that doesn't mean it's pretty or easy ever. I don't want to like sugarcoat it, but I can do it. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Mm -hmm. I know. I think that's one of the right sides of struggle, right? Right. that It does give us more strength and it does give us more confidence and and hope that we can get through because our life is going to be full of struggle, some more than others. (laughs) Um, But we all will have our moment where we have to decide whether that struggle is going to define us or if it's the strength that we pull from it that will actually define us. right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah so I just I love that you're so willing if you guys haven't had a chance to go go and follow um it's called your Instagram is called Hey There Chelsea Yep yeah. <laughs> and it is really really beautiful um account full of all kinds of really positive um just thoughts and affirmations, and just things that you've learned. Yeah, at such a young age, oh, too. Thank
2: you're you. I like, <laughs> like, you. I know,
0: right? Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to share? Any other message you'd like to share with our audience?
2: Um, just that it's super capable or super possible to live a vibrant life despite like what's been thrown at you, no matter mm-hmm. what your scars or past are. And that's just what I've made my life mission. Mm. Um, you know, finding things. I've always felt like the next step in my life was to become a mother. And like that identity hasn't been realized yet. So I've been wondering like, who am I if that's not what I'm working towards? And I've learned that I can, there's still so much to me, you know, Mm -hmm. and there's so much to offer and I can live a beautiful, full, vibrant life regardless of what I've gone through and that those things like allow me to see the beauty in every day. And like I said, it's not always easy, but it's so possible Mm -hmm. to do it. And that's just what I'm on a mission to do and to prove. (laughs) Yeah, and you
0: are. You're proving it and being such a good example. So what things then, I know that is something that's hard when you do have this, like, vision of what this vibrant life is supposed to look like and Mm -hmm. it just isn't happening. Like, what are some other areas of your life that you're recognizing that are vibrant, that are you know going yeah. as you
2: would hope. Sure. Um, well, something I didn't re- like think would ever be, but my husband and I are very into our jeeps. We have <laughs> Fun. two I'm a of them, too. yeah, yes. and we have spent the last three years building them into big off-roading cool. vehicles. And And um, my leg very much physically inhibits me from like hiking and sure. things like that. And this jeep has allowed me to see, get to places that yes. I would never be able mm-hmm. to see on my own two legs. And so it's shown me it's that so I can cool. totally, you know adjust, Mm -hmm. adapt, but I can still do all the things that I want to do just a little differently, but I can still explore the outdoors. It's just in my Jeep instead of hiking or, you know, whatever else. So like, that's just like an example of how how we're living vibrantly right now. (laughs) So (laughs) So good. Adjust, adapt. I mean, that's
0: just kind of something that we need to learn how to do because it's not always going to go as planned. I don't really know anyone. I don't know if you have a perfect life that is perfectly Mm -hmm. being lived exactly how you dreamed it would. It, we do we just need to adjust and adapt and find the things that do um help us to feel vibrant and feel like we're living life in the mm-hmm. way that we should and thank you for being so yeah. courageous and congratulations thank for the fourteen you. years. thank and you so good much luck with all the infertility and if there's anything we can do to help support you we'd love to do that thank so you thank you for being a guest and thanks for
1: tuning in This episode is brought to you by Her Power. Show up in life focused, on point, full of energy, but without the crash and habit-forming behaviors that caffeine can cause. Her Power is a non-stimulant energy supplement that provides stamina, concentration, mental support, and mind clarity. Struggle with a racing mind, anxiety, or feel consistently tired? Her Power is your answer. Check us out on social media at Mixers, M-I-X-H-E-R-S, or at Mixers.com.